Okay, I just started. Because I think Coven's clipping her nails. Oh, hi. <laughs> wow. It was just... I just wanted to record that for posterity. Just one that was peeling and... Hey, welcome to the very first episode of the Grounded Parents podcast. Grounded Parents is an evidence-based parenting blog. We are one of Skeptic's sister sites, and this is our very first podcast. I'm your host for this episode anyway. My name is Jenny Splitter, and I'm one of the writers at Grounded Parents. And for this episode, I sat down with Coven Sinopathy and Emily Sexton, two other Grounded Parents writers. We talked about vaccines, breastfeeding, circumcision, anything controversial in parenting. We talked about it in this podcast. So let's get to it. So hi, Coven. Hi, I'm Coven Sinopathy, and I'm a Grounded Parents writer. And I like to write about biotechnology, but also parenting, feminism, and human health. Uh, My upcoming book, The Fear Babe, breaks down a lot of famous blogger and New York Times bestselling author, Food Babe, Vani Hari's book and claims. And I'm also the co-founder of March Against Myths, an organization that aims to refute myths about biotechnology and unscientific myths in general. And Emily... Hi, I'm Emily Sexton, and I'm also a Grounded Parents writer. I tend to focus on the intersection of pop culture, feminism, and girlhood, and that's me. Yeah, I realized last night I needed, like, a good elevator pitch of, like, what I write yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you write about? I was like, stuff. <laughs> Parenting and, and other things. <laughs> I said a few things. But My elevator not. pitch is still a little bit rambly, but I guess that reflects me as well. <laughs> well, that was that was basically the elevator pitch I used yesterday. Oh, all right. Nice. Well, said that you then we were also supposed to talk about our audience, which obviously grounded parents readers don't need to know who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we write about parenting and at least we're open about the fact that we don't know everything, but we look for evidence for what we say and exactly. the claim we make. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we met up last night, well, Kevin and I met up last night at this, um, women in science cocktail party. Yes. (laughs) Which was pretty fun. (laughs) It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little like freaked out by being around that many Republicans, but (laughs) they weren't, they didn't bite. They hit. It was okay. Yes. I I like a lot of those Republicans. So although I'm a, I'm a Democrat, (laughs) I, um, am pretty good at reaching across political lines um, about when it comes to the issues that we all care about. Yeah, I mean, we all talk about science, so yeah, it wasn't controversial. Well, yeah. you know, the science we all it's agree on. Controversial. <laughs> it's a really controversial, but not within that group of people. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, exactly. And I wasn't there because I was on a plane. Well, is it that we, we talked last night about, um, speaking of being on a plane, so we talked about, I talked about the, the myth of trying to have it all. And so that that works for Emily. So she, <laughs> she's been trying to have it all this week, man. Oh wow! Have I ever? <laughs> How did you do it, Emily? How do you handle kids and traveling? And you get so much 
right great writing done and your you know is your house totally immaculate yes. no. I mean, do you just, do you <laughs> I thought you were going to say is my house totally a mess do you have, do you have five yes. arms <laughs> <laughs> I have an incredibly supportive husband which is who really does probably you know, at least half of the basic child care on a day to day basis and uh, we also are really fortunate that we have family in town who yeah, you know, my father is, you know, great with the kids, lives about 10 minutes away. And so, you know, for example, last night while I was on a plane back from L.A., it was also my daughter's back-to-school night for kindergarten. And so my dad was able to come over and take the kids so that my husband could go to back-to-school night. So that's, I mean, it really is a balance and just figuring out sort of what works for, for us and for any given family. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a really similar story and I and I am often asked, you know, Coven, how do you do all of this? You're an activist, you're a writer, you also have a job and kids and and a house. And I, I think that um the have the having it all myth is harmful to to women and families because it sets up an unrealistic objective that most people will never achieve unless they have um, really extraordinary circumstances. You know, I, I don't like to promote this idea that I'm a superwoman because without my husband, similar to Emily's situation, and also um, we also have all four of our kids' grandparents living very close by, so I have a great support system, and without that, I probably wouldn't be able to accomplish a lot of what I set out to do. And so this idea of a super mom, uh, I don't think, I mean, a lot of us maybe juggle things more efficiently than others or maybe have a higher threshold for stress or maybe not. Like I'm, I'm always an anxious mess, but, um, I, I just hate promoting this false idea that a woman can and should be able to juggle family, kids, household, work, writing, activism, and all of the above, and be able to do it with a smile on her face and looking really good, too. <laughs> I have little bits of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I sometimes have time to, you know, because in addition to writing for Grounded Parents, I also um, write fiction. Um, I would love to start performing again, but, you know, there's just... Do you, like you say, I know you did some singing like over the holidays. So I don't know if like perform what your performing interest was. Um, singing, acting. The whole nine well, yards. Yeah, the whole nine yards. Ooh. I mean, I would love to, you know, get involved in some of your storytelling stuff and things like that. Check but, yeah, you know, it's just, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I work, I work in the performing arts and I never go to shows. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe like once every three or four months. Because I just have so many other things going on, you know, that it's like you do have to sort of pick and choose. So this year I'm on this, like, school board committee, which means that I'm not going to be able to maybe do other things that I want to do. And it's just a matter of sort of finding the time and taking advantage of, you know, I have 15 minutes. Like, maybe I can write, like, a third of an article, <laughs> you know, or at yeah. least get the first draft done. Well, it's always that first third that's the hardest to get out, right? Or but even the first couple see, sentences. Actually, I have, like, 15 first thirds. <laughs> it's, like, getting it to, yeah. like, 
I think I think that's why mostly what I end up writing about is like really current controversy because if I can like hammer something out like yeah, within quickly. 48 hours of you know say Target announcing that it's taking boys and girls off of its construction set signs then I can get it done but if I don't like hit it right there when the iron is like really hot then it sort of goes blink blink Speaking of Target, have you two seen some of the Facebook comments that started oh after God. Target made that decision? Some of them are horrible, People and some of them are hilarious. Their collective minds. <laughs> The best part of that was the people who said they were going to start going to Walmart, though. Who made I know. The same move three years ago. <laughs> Did they? Like, oh, I yeah, know that. Yeah, which, I can, mean, for one, for once, we can say that Walmart was actually ahead of Target on right. the. Like, for for those of for those of you who haven't. Listeners who haven't followed the story, um, did you want to give the gist of it since oh, of what sure. Target decided? Um, ba- basically, Target decided to take the evidently incredibly radical step of removing the words boys and girls from its signs about things like building sets or other toys and also children's bedding, um, which created great excitement on you know, for I those of us, yeah. Well, yeah, for for those of us who you know advocate, you know, more you know openness about gender and less stratification of children and stereotyping of children, we were yeah. thrilled. Yay! Finally, um, and for those people who are afraid that we're trying to eliminate gender and you know force everyone to become gender neutral Autobots, they lost their collective minds over it and started you know. What's next? All the to- you know, all the clothes in one section, and boys and girls are different, and we're gonna have gender neutral bathrooms. To which my response basically was, "Okay, cool. Can we, <laughs> yeah. can we get on that?" <laughs> There's so much lamenting going on. Yeah. you know. Well, uh, and the thing well, is, none of these of people target. who are lamenting grew up with this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the weird thing, is that it's now this whole, like, this is the way it is. But it wasn't that way when you were 10. We haven't suddenly taken away, you know, the colors pink and purple. It's just that we're letting people choose their their colors, yeah. I guess, like or, really or what they want to play with. to tell you that Lego Friends is geared toward girls, then you really need a better cultural education. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes people have, like, an idea, like, they already have, maybe I do this too, like, I already have, they already have their, like, thing that they're mad about mm-hmm. in their head, and I could just say, blah, 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 like, insert word here, mm-hmm. like, this is on gender neutral. Like I could just put that and blah blah blah, and they're like, no, I have my loop already. I'm gonna just put play, push play. Yeah. And like they're not, they're already like set up because they're like the world is wrong, and I just have, I'm right. angry about that, and that's what I want right. to talk about, even oh, if it's yeah. totally. Well, that's right. Well, I, I, on the heels of the marriage equality yeah. ruling, and on the you know, it's like a, sort of on the heels of all these. You know, I think that a lot of you know social conservatives and people right. who are uncomfortable mm-hmm. with you know. Not with less stratification. It's something the tangible genders. that they can really react yes. to, and they can react to it without getting accused of being bigots. You know, without <laughs> right. being accused of wanting to strip people's rights. Like they can channel all of that anger and fear over. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff yeah. gets pent up. Well, yeah, it gets pent up, and it's like you know, and if you're savvy enough to realize it's mm. not socially acceptable to actually you know 
call someone a gay slur, mm-hmm. you, maybe you can channel that anger into, you know, this is just one more situation. Like, now I can't even go shopping right. without having this pushed in my face. There were family members saying, for example, things like, well, I like to buy boy toys for my grandson, and I like to buy girl toys for my granddaughter, and so now how now how am I going to do that? And right. And you think, you know, if, if you really want to buy princesses and uh, things like that for your granddaughter, just buy the princesses. Does it matter if the aisle says that it's, that it's yeah, a girl Yeah, girls aisle? dress up clothes yeah. versus boys, yeah, girls pretend play versus boys pretend play. And yeah. and really, you know, when you when you buy these these quote unquote girl toys and boy toys for your grandson and granddaughter, are they separated by room in, in their house? You know, are they not allowed to play with each other's toys? I mean, I, I would love to see that sort of household. I mean, I wouldn't love to see it happening, but I, I'm very curious to be a fly on that kind of wall. I mean, there are those people who lose their minds, though, when, you know, a little boy wants a baby doll or a girl wants to play with her brother's truck. I mean, that's... I Oddly like enough, I like I a long bought a baby like, doll, right? Like that's yeah, for my say. son, and, and he hates it. Like, <laughs> he has a visceral response when I try to get him to play with it. I'm like, here, buddy, here's your baby doll. Can you kiss him? He just he's two and a half. Um, my daughter's four and a half, and she ended up claiming it herself because he didn't want it. He would he would literally throw it across the room. <laughs> but that's just yeah, him. That's I mean, interesting. I, like, I offer him mm-hmm. and her. Uh, choices for yeah. toys, and they're free. If you want to throw that across the room, fine. Then, yeah, then your sister like can like. have it. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jenny, I totally interrupted you. No, either. I was gonna say the exact same thing. That like anybody who like has tried, I, I guess it just the whole like like idea of like engineering exactly what kids are gonna play with. It's mm-hmm. Just like the either way, it's yeah. just not yeah. gonna work. Yeah, I don't know. It never worked gonna, with my kids. Yeah, they're gonna find what they like, and there's a lot of reasons for why they like what they like. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you aren't, like, restricting, you know, what mm-hmm. what they want. But, yeah, my parents totally tried to buy me and my sister trucks. I mean, they didn't really put their whole heart into it. Like, the trucks were so sad. They were just, like, these little blue trucks that were, like, that big compared to all the, like, fabulous, like, pink things. Like, yeah. obviously we were, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going over so well. Maybe it's the same thing with a doll for my son. It was, like... Sad little bit. Yeah. I mean, my, my Is that a problem? Not, Do we need to buy more glorious, yeah. gender neutral toys for yes. our kids? Like, you know what? Now that I think about it, the baby doll I bought for my son wasn't very impressive. Right. I should try again. Like, I should buy him a whole set, with, you know, with the crib and all the accessories. Yeah. And maybe he'll like it then. But, you know, you I'll report, I'll I mean, report at two, back. At two and a yeah. half, my daughter had no interest in baby dolls either. Yeah. My yeah. My, my, she, my daughter loved baby dolls and trucks and everything, but he's very... he Well, he doesn't even like stuffed animals. He's an odd kid, but he loves trucks and cars and building things. But he does like Barbies. So there's that. Well, there you go. <laughs> my daughter is also obsessed with Barbies. <laughs> But Barbies are so, like, controversial. Like, I, we sort of, like, accidentally bought one, and then reali- I realized people... I mean, I sort of, I guess I was aware that you're not... That, like, some people don't think you should buy Barbies for your kids. But I just yeah. never really thought about it. I guess with kid number two, I just don't really think that hard about anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, sure, just buy this, like, kid number cheap, two trashy, thing. like, yeah. terrible doll that is it, sexist. If it makes you feel any better, I, I brought Morgan a Barbie doll. I don't know. I, I loved Barbies as a kid, and I can... I oh, know I how they're Barbies problematic, but... They're not really going anywhere, and there are lots of options. 
Well, that's but, the thing. I yeah. mean, it's sort of all about how you present them to. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not giving this to my kid and being like, "This is how people look, and this is how we should strive to be, and all be uniform, um, plastic dolls." No, I mean, it's sometimes it's just fun to put clothes on the Barbie, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, role play with them or whatever it is. Kids <laughs> <do>. <laughs> not role. <laughs> I'm silly. No one. No one's judging you. For your extracurricular activities. Speaking of, oh, yeah. speaking of um, Je- when Jenny brought up the fact that you can just put whatever word into XYZ that people are upset about, I wrote this. It wasn't really a blog post, but I just wanted to make a point, and it almost went way too far in making the point. A blog post called, Wanna See Shit Hit the Fan? <laughs> Circumcision. And then the actual post was pretty much a disclaimer from me about how I wasn't going to weigh in and that no one should ask me how my son's genitalia looks. And then I just wrote the word circumcision and that was it. And, a and lo and behold. And, and a poop emoji hitting the fan. And then I posted it to my public page and then we also posted it on, on Ground Parents Facebook page, which you should follow, by the way, for these awesome posts that we do. And shit didn't literally hit the fan, but it figuratively <laughs> really hit the fan and went in a lot of directions. And apparently on my page, there were some pretty uh, bad arguments and threats being made, but it proved my point that that's one of the most contentious issues mm-hmm. in the parenting world today. And I usually don't like to touch it with a 10-foot pole, but... It, that was just interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there were threats on your page. Yeah, I was informed because I wasn't. I wasn't really following the conversation because I'd made this uh, post saying, "By the way, I'm not really going to comment unless I feel like it, but I think I might have to." And um, yeah, again, I'm not um, advocating for or against circumcision. It was just to illustrate the point. That people get very up in arms about the issue. I do. I do advocate against getting that up in arms about the issue. That's something. Yeah. That I can take a stance on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things I never. One way or the thought other. Thought that hard about as a Jew. Although I will <laughs> say that it is one of those things when you're like, it's like the Jewish equivalent of like cafeteria Catholic or whatever. You like pick or choose your yeah. things. Like for, it was for me, of course it was like, of course we're going to circumcise. Like that's of mm. course, but it's not like I don't eat bacon all the time. Like I, yeah. I am like, I do like pick and choose my things and I am an atheist basically. But so, yeah, I don't know. Well, there are certain things that I think are more culturally important. Yeah. Depending. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I I basically just left it up to my husband. I'm like, you know what? I I don't have this anatomy, so, you know, I have no experience with living through one way or the other. So, yeah, I'll leave this up to you. And some people, I've read people, people, like... Express that, and then people get really upset about that as well. Oh, I mean, <laughs> there's like just friends that you left it up to the. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, women do that. Yeah, parents yeah. do that. I mean, and, well, but I, I mean, I did. Encur- I will say, I encouraged him to research mm-hmm. for himself mm-hmm. what sort of some of the arguments were for or against. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, someone has to make that decision. Yeah, it's a question yeah. you're get, going, going to get you know, asked. I feel like if there's a question that about my daughter that is specifically related to you know her biology and sex chromosomes, 
you know, if one of us as parents has to make a choice, I would want to be able to have the, you know, sort of the final say there yeah. because I have that lived experience and my husband does not. Whereas I don't know what it's like to have a penis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never will. So when we, when we blurb <laughs> yeah. this podcast, we'll just write circumcision, penis. These are the topics <laughs> that, we, <laughs> that we hit. What else should we Target bathrooms. Us? Right. <laughs> circumcision and penises. <laughs> That's yes. all we talked about. Yeah, we can also talk about breastfeeding. No, I'm like talking. I'm out, so but over. I'm so look. over that. Oh my god. It, it just it's. But it's another <laughs> it, one of those it things never where ends. that's where I was thinking like that's the comments where I feel like I mean some of them were on point and I and I feel like it I'll, I'll I'll revisit it and everything but like it was just at some point I'm like are did you already have that in your mind that you wanted to say and you're not actually responding to what I'm saying like it's just I had oh, not yeah. actually experienced that before with a topic I don't know. I, mean, I have, I have a, yeah, I mean, I definitely have in terms of some of the, the feminism and girl power, girl power stuff. Hmm. I do about yeah. the biotech a lot, oh, sure. a yeah, lot of, sure. a lot of, um, dish galloping and other logical Wait, Why are you, why are you commenter saying that thing that we weren't talking about or yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I do want to say that what gets to me about the whole breastfeeding thing is not a single one of the posts that we've posted this month. And it does seem to have become sort of unofficial. Like, let's talk about breastfeeding month. Right. Yeah. Parents. Not one single post has advocated not breastfeeding. Oh, right. Like, not one single post has suggested that breastfeeding is somehow inferior to formula feeding. Yeah. And not one single post has suggested that women should not breastfeed if that's what they want mm-hmm. to do. All yeah. that we've said is if you don't want to do it, well, I mean, A, here are you the don't, facts. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to do it, here are the facts. And, you know, by the way, you're not a horrible mother for yeah. deciding not to do this. Right. And in terms of Mary's and my posts, you know, it's been, well, in your post too, really, a lot of it has been not even so much about breastfeeding itself, but about the rhetoric that's used. Yeah. For, for the listener, sort of, you the, know, the, the formula. Three, yeah. So Emily's yeah. talking about three um, kind of big posts that happened on Ground Parents this month. Um, what were the three titles? Were they just the, the three titles? Um, what was my title? Uh, sorry, wait. Was it Sorry Breast? Yeah, Sorry, sorry Breast Milk. You're just not that amazing. Which was in response to a, a piece that said, the more I learned about breast milk, the oh, wait, okay, more amazed are, that so, I am. Yeah, sorry, which I couldn't even get all the way through. Amazing. And then um, <laughs> oh, good. one was called go. Breast Milk is Not Free, so stop so, saying it, it is. That was Mary's. And then, um, <laughs> then mine was Hands Off My Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to always answer people. I think this was like the first time where I still, like I, actually there's just only one person because I was like, oh my God, there's so many citations and mm-hmm. <laughs> I got tired. That goes back to the whole having it all argument um, is with us as a group mm-hmm. of, of bloggers and we're all also very close and supportive of each other although we don't um, totally agree on, on all topics is uh, when there are commenters say on our social media or on our uh, blog posts and some one of us either isn't up to responding or is overwhelmed or just doesn't have time um, we're all really great at jumping in and and responding as well so that's the other benefit to following us is that you can interact with all of us yes (laughs) yeah and but we're yeah but we're not a hive mind that we have like we are not the board right although yeah apparently we all hate breastfeeding right and we love monsanto and what else do we hate and love 
Um, um, well, we do love vaccines. That's one. Yeah, thing we, we do. Yeah, right I think now. we're all pretty much united that we yeah. love vaccines. Uh, yeah, there are some things that we're pretty united <laughs> on. But we. But okay. So what are the things we don't? Agree. Right. Well, we were talking last night about sleep training. How we're like oh, yeah. secret sleep, sleep training Nazis. We're not like, so so secret about it. I yeah. Guess. Jenny, Jenny, and I are always like sleep training, the best thing ever. Right. You should do it. Another. I have no yeah. position whatsoever on yeah. sleep training. It did not work at all for my son. Yeah. And. But he sleeps now, right? Because he's the now, older one, right? Well, yeah. Now at <laughs> so. eleven, he sleeps. <laughs> I mean, I'm only half joking when I say that part of the reason why there's seven years between him and his sister is because he didn't sleep through the night until he was five. Oh wow! <laughs> dun dun. I swear. And well, and he was that kid who, if you didn't get in there mm-hmm. right away. It would escalate. Then it would escalate. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I could get to him, like, before, like, the first bout of crying mm-hmm. stopped, then he might go to sleep within an hour. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I mean, I think I got in, like, two car accidents driving him around. Oh, oh my God. Because <laughs> he would drive so that he, well, yeah, he would fall yeah, asleep Yeah, that was the only way. Like, we knew, like, all of these routes, like, where there weren't a lot of street lights. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, and that was just, I mean, so, I, my, my position whenever conversations about sleep training come up is that you just have to know your child. Mm-hmm. Like, my daughter, if she cries, I can let her cry. And nine times out of ten... Like, if she's even, like, loud enough to wake me up, she goes to sleep before I right. even, like, get out, could get out of bed. You know? Yeah. And he was different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, kids are going to wake up, you know, and, they're, you know, with my Well, yeah, even better, with but... even with pretty well, um, my kids are both really good sleepers, and um, sleep training worked worked for us, and we did it with both, uh, both kids when they were... Uh, like around six months old, but still, I mean, you're never gonna just get that perfect. You know, it's they always fall asleep right when they should and sleep through the night and wake up, uh, you know, well rested and not having you know interrupted your night of sleep. That I mean, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, little people. I mean, sleep well. training is is great, and I love having good sleepers that I can put to bed or you know read a story and then they go to bed. But I mean, yeah, like my daughter. I'll wake up in the middle of the night, mommy. I have a, I had a bad dream, and <laughs> this is this is kind of a, now a, a tangent, but it's funny because um, as as a skeptic, this is totally not cool, I guess. But I've made up these various sprays for things that she doesn't like. So um, for for night for so you're to using prevent, magical thinking yeah, in your so home. For, to prevent nightmares, <laughs> you know, we have scary, I mean, scary spray. By, yeah, you know, and then to keep spiders at bay, we, we have market we have time. spider spray. So she'll come out at like two a.m. and mommy, did you do the scary spray? And the ant spray, because I really don't want ants in my room tonight. And there has never been an ant problem in our house, but she just doesn't, she just doesn't want there to be ants, so um, we also have ant spray, and I will probably uh, come up with any other necessary sprays <laughs> to keep Maybe these. I should try I mean, that. she's four. I'll tell her the truth eventually. <laughs> Or she'll figure it out. Or and I do tell her, I'm like, sometimes, you know, these aren't foolproof. Like, sometimes you're still going to have bad dreams. But it really helps. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they say you should take your kids' fears seriously. Yeah. You know, uh, that it's like if they're afraid there's something in the closet, you can sure. go inspect the closet, even though you know full well there's nothing right. in the closet. 
you know, there's nothing hiding under the bed. I can there's... see I can see Jenny really thinking hard right now. She's like, yeah. I was what like, what can I do? do? No, well, no, I was like, <laughs> are there fears of my children that I've been ignoring? I actually don't think either of them are like that with sleep. They're just okay. Freaking really annoying. Awesome. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, they were so perfect. <laughs> well, my son actually is a great sleeper. Like, yeah. he did take me a long time to sleep train because I had that, like, first time mom thing of, like, I can't deal with the crying. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. once hard. I did the, like, stagger thing, I, I forgot mm-hmm. who's the, um, not, Ferber? Yeah, it's the Ferber one where you mm-hmm. go in, like, five minutes, ten you minutes. Far, yeah, or yeah. ten minutes, five minutes, yeah. No, then, you start, it's like three, five. Seven. Right. Thank like you. Like, you, sh- you start with a shorter amount of time, and you'll go in and comfort, or or whatever. I mean, there are modified fiber-type yeah. methods, and you just increase the time. Intervals is basically what you're talking yeah. about, right? And we would go in, and well, he was, like, a year old. Like, it was, like, it took forever, because uh-huh. I tried a couple things that didn't work. And then, yeah, but it was, like, hilarious. Like, I was, like, just dying, but then I'd go, I'd be like, you're doing great. Like, you're supposed to, like, give all this, like, positive energy. Oh, yeah. Like, not be like, go to sleep, but just be like, you're doing awesome. Yeah. Go to sleep. And then, like, put them down. And it only took, like, 15 minutes, three times. Out. But he was, like, ready for it. Because yeah. then mm-hmm. once he would be down, he was yeah. out. He was such a, like, heavy sleeper. I mean, and every family and every parent is different, mm-hmm. but the idea to me of even the possibility, like, there's something about thinking back to infanthood and the nights that gives me heart palpitations. Oh. Yeah, no, I know. Like, are you here a little, I still have I hear a little baby crying. Yeah. Then I'll be like, can someone please pick up that child or like yeah. do something? Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, yeah. I can't. Take it. But I Sometimes just like, I'm just like I'm so glad I'm past that. Like I love, yes. oh, I love I looking at baby pictures of my kids. But I'm like I am so glad that's over. That was horrible. Oh, yeah. Never again. <laughs> yeah. Never again. Same. Okay, but I just have to say quickly that I called my children annoying and then didn't supply the information. But <laughs> <laughs> I just meant that their like little wake up trick is just to like not my sons anymore because now he's 11. But like he, I think did at the same age that Amelia is now because she's four. But like to come in and be like. I want to snuggle at like yeah. two in the morning. I'm just like, what? And I'm like, let's oh. like, come last night. Like I'm like half asleep. So my defenses mm-hmm. are down and like, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm too tired to get up and walk you back to bed. So mm-hmm. I'll just be like, no, oh, okay. But then it's like horrible sleep until you finally oh, go to the ground. you allow it? I'm just kind of like, if I'm awake enough, yeah. I, oh, okay. but if I'm yeah. half asleep, I do not wake up and then she just gets in bed oh. and then I'll be like, what are you doing here? That's what my son used to do too. I would not be awake. Oh, see, uh, I just, when I'm, when I'm awake, I just, I'm fully awake, which is a problem. I think that was part of my stress about it is I'm so bad at falling asleep. So once I would be up, then I'd be up stressing out about when I would have to be up again. Oh, oh I hate yeah. that. And it's just mind craziness. Uh, and, um, so yeah, if, if my kids want to snuggle, I'll say we'll snuggle in the morning when it's time to wake up. <laughs> and I make him go back to bed. Yeah. No, I do when I'm awake enough to remember that. If I was half asleep, that. that would be cool. I mean, because I think I would, I think I would probably allow it if I were half asleep. But the fact is that I'm fully awake. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's fine if there's enough room, but it's like those, oh, yeah. you know, we're like, why are you next to me? And then you're like, <laughs> why are you touching me? Stop touching Basically. me. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's why I have a king size bed. It's like uh, <laughs> zone of. You know, <laughs> rolling around space for myself. It's too much information. But now that I've been away from my kids, my super annoying kids, for a couple of days, I really miss them. They're so cute. Speaking of which, we're all in D.C. together right now, and Jenny and Emily 
live in the area and I'm here visiting for a few events. And I, I had a hotel room all to myself without even a husband or kids, which was pretty glorious. So <laughs> that, that's the thing. But I miss them. <laughs> that's what I missed about... Um, still working as a lawyer. It's like, we always had this annual convention uh-huh. where I would be able to this, like, nice hotel room all to myself. I mean, uh, after a couple be, days, it's not that fun. the only yeah. thing I miss about private practice. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Is the, like, the retreats uh-huh. or, like, the conferences and stuff yeah. where you could, like, actually, like, just, like, go back to the room at nine and lie there and watch whatever you want to yeah. watch. And- yeah. And sometimes they would upgrade you to, like, insane... Like, it happened to me multiple times. I think I would register early enough or something where, like, yeah. then they'd have to bump me. And, uh, like, there was a time when I was in Berlin where I had, like, practically an apartment to myself, which, <laughs> yeah. which after a day, it was a little... Re- I'm just like, what where am I doing? Just, <laughs> I feel like I must take advantage of right. every one of these... Run around. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. Do we need to hit any more controversial topics? Uh, well, I, I write a lot about GMOs, so if you find GMOs controversial or interesting um, or great or bad uh, that's a thing that and also Jenny does now too so um, your kids are not in school yet right? The bo- both of them are in pre- I mean they're oh, okay, in preschool okay. two days a week so they're four and a half and two and a half and I have a really awesome situation um, in where I have people help me on the other days, but are you asking about the parents? The, the parents, <laughs> yeah. So the parents of Madison, I have um, not had extensive conversations about these things, although they, you know, some of uh, the parents that we interact with kind of know about my work, but I have observed some. I'll just say observed some interesting trends. I don't know how far I should go into that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, because I hate conflict. Like, I don't... I'm not someone who likes conflict. And I'm like, there's some... I must analyze why I'm drawn to write about things that are like... like, There's something messed up there. So, like, in my life, when I... When when it happens where it's like someone I want to... Especially, like, with school. Like, my whole thing is, like, Mm -hmm. drama-free. Like, I don't walk over campus and announce things about myself. I don't want to argue with, like, my kids' classmates' parents. Right. Right. I don't want my views... To yeah. affect my like my children's ability to right. have a social life. And to, <laughs> I do. You know. I did wear an iHeart's GMOs T-shirt dropping off my son once recently, and yeah, how did that go? Um, no one said anything, but um, maybe they talked about it after. But here's I have never been to Whole Foods, and I'm going to wear that T-shirt to Whole Foods. Soon yeah, I'm like, I don't Madison. know if I could quite. Do you have? Did you get it. the shirt? No, I I, I hadn't ordered it yet because I was like, I don't. I was having some color issues. I'm like, I want the black shirt, but yeah. will it show up? So I have to probably get the green yeah. one. But anyway, well, the green the green is like kind of mammoth's color. We're talking about a T-shirt that March Against Myths put out, and it says I heart GMO and it's and and yeah people give you interesting looks when you're wearing that shirt I guess green anyway. obviously gets you noticed more yeah. I just live I know I'm looking down on the podcast but I'm wearing all black like I always all wear all black so like yeah. I can't relate to that at all <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why our grounded parents shirts were so I know it's like yes I forgot my grounded parents t-shirt I know I haven't seen I think in my son's drawer. I know exactly <laughs> where it is, too. But yeah, I have to try wearing a mammoth shirt to hold. I don't know if I can do it. That seems I'm like. See, the yeah. mammoth shirt itself, like the shirt that says March Against Myths about modification, 
people don't really know what that is. Right. But if you wear wear a straight up I Heart GMOs shirt, I I haven't worn it to Whole Foods. I have never actually set foot in a Whole Foods in my life. Really? I'm going to do it. Yeah, because I have, and I'm, because people say, oh, Whole Foods is great for their cheese and selection of certain things, but I have, we have a store called Hy-Vee, which is really awesome for that kind of specialty stuff, so I do that instead. But yes, I'm going to wear, and and my um, co-founder, one of my March Against Miss co-founders, Carl Harovan Mogul, lives in Madison too. Actually, and then my other co-founder, David Sutherland, is coming to Madison to hang out with us later this month. And the three, this is right, the three of us are planning to go to Whole Foods for a photo op. And we're all going to (laughs) wear I I Heart have like the support of other people there. Oh, you think going alone? Yes. But also, people are probably more likely to be willing to talk shit to a group of people. Because if I'm just a mom by myself in a high art demo, maybe. This is interesting. You need a a newborn so nobody yells at you. Yeah. (laughs) I just had a baby. Don't yell at me. Oh, no. That'll be worse, though. (laughs) How could you do that to your child? Poisoning your baby. Yeah. Somebody should make that... Dr. Amy shared it on her, on her, I don't think it's hers though. I can't remember. No, no. Cause it was, so, it was a campaign, I think in Australia where it's just like a picture of a woman with like her breast is a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's another issue that we don't all agree on. Dr. Amy, there are a number oh, of yeah. us who love Dr. Amy and there are others who don't love her so much. Yeah. But Dr. Amy, I love you. <laughs> I also love you, but I also love Chris Breachin. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, are you going to say if you no, love Dr. Amy? <laughs> but do you love her? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to say that. I absolutely <laughs> adore Dr. Amy. No, I actually, I do think Dr. Amy is awesome. Um, um, I think that what she's doing is really important. Because yeah. she is, like, well, just so taken up prisoners. She yeah. saved me um, from falling down the, oh my God, am I going to hurt my child? And my child's not attached enough to me, rabbit hole. Um, and I found her, and so that was a good thing, because I had postpartum OCD, and it was snowballing into this huge anxiety, and I was just reading everything, and I wasn't aware um, right away that I had postpartum OCD, and it could, if I maybe went down the wrong path, I could have totally beat myself up way more than I did. Yeah, I mean, she was the reason I got into skepticism, like, I just had no idea and I had read, like, I can't remember Naomi Wolf's book that, um, this was, like, uh, after the beauty, after she had babies, she wrote a book that's basically, like, pre the, the business of or whatever being yeah. born, but yeah, same yeah. idea. Um, anyway, so I had read that. I, I just didn't know any better, so I just sort of believed also. I started was, reading, someone had given me the baby book by Dr. Sears, I which is too, basically... Yeah about attachment parenting and I started reading it and that's when I started thinking you know should I be wearing my baby all the time and baby wearing's fine but I was feeling guilty for not doing it and I was feeling guilty for not you know just having her attached at my hip all the time which wouldn't have worked for me but I then I thought you know should I be doing this anyway and you know and a lot of other tenets of tenets um in this book and I was breastfeeding but um there are a lot of other things that I wasn't doing that the book suggested were necessary for a healthy bond and a healthy child. And I was uh, an attachment parent. Like I was kind you? of that asshole for like a while. But did you think that you had to, or you just, I mean, cause yes. there are some things that work for some people. Like, cause if someone um, is able to accomplish more 
because their baby is comfortable, you know, being worn, then that's fine. But yeah, a lot of it worked. So yeah. that's was, I had that confirmation bias. Yeah. yeah. Like, Co-sleeping is where attachment parenting really broke down for me. Well, that, yeah. that an exclusive formula or exclusive breastfeeding. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are the two things. Well, actually, now that I think about it, so did baby wearing because yeah. my son wanted absolutely nothing to do with, with being this. worn. Yeah. 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 He hated it. Mm-hmm. He just hated it. He would tolerate a baby bajorn, mm-hmm. which I know is like, you know, anathema <laughs> in the <laughs> baby wear. Well, I was just going to say that if people but, hear you say that, they'll probably just tell you that you were wearing him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I may have, but, you know, it's... That's true. Um, was it a hip dangler? My, my right. husband is a psychologist who actually, like, specializes to some degree in attachment. So, oh, yeah. like, the actual psychological... Yeah. Like... You know, phenomenon was not something that we really were concerned about. You yeah, because it's kind of bullshit. Like, well, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> nothing to do with like actual attachment theory. Well, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. And I mean, and he, you know, he he knows this, and he even, you know, he teaches it to graduate students. So I mean, for so we had sort of a more, yeah. I guess we had sort of more of a grounded science based yeah. perspective on it. But yeah, co-sleeping was not happening. Yeah. It just didn't work for us. We actually did do a little bit of it with our yeah. second child. I was desperate enough to, her. I was desperate and I tried it, but it didn't, you know, there was, maybe it's something about my boobs or anatomy. I was like, I can't breastfeed in bed anyway. This isn't just, I have to sit up to breastfeed. That's just how so I, I roll. Well, I, did, I did with my son. Uh-huh. Although then my daughter, like would only breastfeed in bed. Oh. Which made it a little awkward to leave the house. Yeah. Like, like, I have to go zoom, like, down down on a bench. (laughs) I, like, had to have almost... I had to have a boppy if I was breastfeeding. So the travel boppy for me was a great, (laughs) great innovation. I I don't know. I just love boppies. You know, I think, you know, if attachment techniques work for people, then, you know, get down with your own self. But it's sort of the, like, the shaming and the, like, it's the one true way kind of attitude. And if you don't do it, then your children are going to be messed up for life. And that's a huge problem. Or, like, you know, the saying that it shouldn't be called attachment parenting. Every other kind of parenting should be called detachment parenting, which was an actual That's what my dad kind of, he said the opposite of that, basically, to me when I was like, because I was like, Dad, you did all the... <laughs> I was such an asshole. I was like, Dad, you just did this whole parenting thing wrong. Like, it's yeah. now everybody... I don't know why I thought this. I was bonkers. But I was like... Like, I had just gotten everything to work. I had just gotten breastfeeding to work, basically, because <laughs> yeah. I had a preemie, didn't work first, and I was, like, high on this, like, success, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, attachment parenting is really what everyone does these days, Dad. You did it all wrong. It's totally <laughs> hilarious because my parents were complete... Not hippies, but, like, they did all that stuff. Yeah. So, and I was like... What, what do you mean attachment parent? Like, as opposed to <laughs> detachment parent? Like, like, isn't that what everyone's doing? And I was like, yeah, like, I just, like, whatever. Like, I was so rude. There but. really is so much of the, the noble savage uh, concept that goes oh, into attachment yeah, parenting. You know, you know people really in Africa, oh, yes, yeah. they all wear their babies 24-7, and they all breastfeed for years and years, and they're totally fine with it, and that's and it's just yeah. the natural way, and that's what we should be yeah. doing. It's like, aside from the fact that that's not true. Right. I mean, we have this idea of Africa as being this like <laughs> this one homogenous, you know, total homogenous, totally yeah. agrarian right. little villages. Ah, God. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, no I mean, it is. But it really is sort of the no, you know, the noble savage. I think actually, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but the uh, 
my, the one, the first slang that I got from my son was called like the new native, or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, was, I mean it, was just, it was twelve years ago. Like, right. I've grown a lot since then, but yeah, I mean, it, it is sort of built in though to some of the lingo and some, you know, there's a lot of essentialism. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, I'm well, glad I mean, I'm it's it's kind of like that, you know, that Victorian couple that everybody was you know going nuts about a week or so ago. This you know couple in Oregon right. who are trying to live like it's like 1885. <laughs> yeah. And not, I mean, which you know what? Again, fine if that's you know if if your thing is corset training and <laughs> oh. you know, living without a refrigerator, then you know get down with your bad self. Yeah. But it was this sort of attitude of superiority. Like we, make- we have this better connection yeah. to the world, and you all are failing. And it's like right, like the Victorians. Yeah. <laughs> I really want so, um I really want our meme master Eric to now make a meme of Emily just saying get down with your bad self. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I know. So anytime someone says like this is how I do something, then we can just post the meme of Emily. <laughs> get, get down, down with your bad, bad self. self. <laughs> we support you because we're all about love. Yeah, kind of exactly. Place. We're all about love. <laughs> we can take that picture before I leave. Okay, let's do that. All right, let's. Should we end on this? On should we end on a note of love? Yes. <laughs> all right. Love. Peace out. Get down with your bad self. Until next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.